In this edition of Locked On Capitals, Alex Ovechkin gets injured. And then they say, what happens in Vegas can stay in Vegas. Let's hope that can stay in Vegas next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. Twitter, it's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, the biggest news surrounding your Washington Capitals is Alex Ovechkin gets injured the leading goal scorer on this team, what does that mean for the Caps? And then we will talk about Anthony Mantha, a bit of a polarizing player. It seems like all the fans are like, they should move on from him. He doesn't bring enough to this team, but ultimately, is that what they're going to do? And then they say, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And let's really hope that's the case as the Capitals drop a rough game, I got to say, by a score of 6-2. to two. But just to get going here, uh, Alex Ovechkin, just the biggest thing uh, on him, as we know, he leads the uh, Capitals and goals. But what does that mean going forward? It is a tough position going forward, uh, depending on how much time is he out. But the latest on it is right before the pregame skate, Washington announced that Ovi would not play and is day-to-day with a lower body injury. The tough news ended up being foreshadowing what, what the night would be about uh, this story in Washington hockey now. And this is not optimal for the Capitals, of course. As we know, Ovi is chasing down Gretzky to be the all-time goal-scoring leader. So for him to be sidelined for any substantial time is bad news. Make no mistake about it. So what are the Caps going to do uh, in, in his absence? Who is going to slot in? Um, just taking a look at him, he is not you know, a, a plug-and-play type uh, replacement out there. It's not like you can just put another player in his spot and expect that same pr- uh, production. So going forward, depending on what is wrong with Ovechkin, uh, it is could be some tough waters ahead for this team as they have struggled, let's say, suffice it to say, they pick up a big win against the Coyotes and then they fall flat on their face in Vegas. So not really great news. And they do need Ovechkin in there. All they're saying right now, is that it's a lower body injury, and that doesn't really uh, doesn't really uh, say what is going uh, on with him. Without Ovechkin in the mix, Washington was a different team and didn't seem to be playing with the same jam or attention to detail that it usually does when the captain is in the mix. It didn't seem like the Capitals had a lot of energy coming out of the gate, and there also wasn't a lot of urgency or pressure at times. Something that made Washington so strong in December was consistency and effort for 60 minutes, and that wasn't the case. Uh, against the Golden Knights. And that was real evident when you watched that game. 
And you know, the things that I hear oftentimes is that, you know, what it was is Darcy Camper wasn't dialed in. Okay, so then to dispel all of that, what happened is Charlie Lindgren came in and uh, they also struggled there. But the biggest news uh, going forward, of course, is Ovi out of the lineup. And, you know, how long is he going to be out? That's the big thing, um, you know, going forward. We don't know. Um, not having Ovechkin automatically set a different tone, even though Tom Wilson got the A to help fill the void. The Caps couldn't really find the energy or spark they needed without aid in the mix. The Caps found themselves getting badly outshot early on, and there was a less attention to detail. For Washington, getting Ovechkin back soon is going to be a priority as the team is dealing with enough on the injury front and just got two key forwards back and Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson. So it seems all the time on this team when they're making any forward progress, then another person is added to the injured list. And having your captain, Alex Ovechkin, uh, out of the lineup for any lengthy period of time is worst case scenario. So we are hoping that he comes back soon. You know, kind of looking back on the last game that he played, I didn't really notice a moment where I'm like, well, Ovi probably got hurt right there. That He's probably going to miss some time. How I heard that he is out is because the beat writers were saying that Ovi, you know, wasn't in pregame skates and maybe it was a veteran's day off or something like that. As it turns out, he must have tweaked something uh, because he is out of the lineup and having him out again, not, not a really good situation going forward here. So what do the Capitals do? They, they're going to have to try to find someone to plug into that position to get that goal-scoring touch. Because like I say, Ovi casts a wide shadow. Not only is he the leader, not only is he the captain, but he he brings those leadership qualities. And, you know, as Alex Ovechkin goes, so go the Caps nine times out of ten. So it is not a good position for the Capitals to be without their captain, of course. Um, but the thing of it is now is how much time is he going to be missing? Because we saw the product out on the ice versus Vegas with him out of the lineup. And let's just say it was a bit rough out there. Um, so to have him back is going to be optimal. Uh, I guess we will find out soon here when he will be back. Uh, but just in general, that game against the Golden Knights was a horrible game. And you saw the impact uh, when he wasn't in the lineup. And it kind of went all the way down. It was uh, you know sloppy plays, not clearing zones, that kind of thing. And it just seems like they weren't really dialed in. It seems like the ghosts of Vegas past kind of came back to haunt the Capitals. And I understand the Caps beat them in the Stanley Cup in 2018, but there is still to this day so many years removed, just like this uh, rivalry going back and forth. And it's a bit interesting because they don't play each other very often, maybe one or two times a year. Uh, but there is still that energy of when they faced uh, the Golden Knights those many years ago. And again, just if we can get Ovi back in there as they have these tough games ahead, you know, playing Colorado and just, you know, these formidable opponents, you need Ovi dialed in. He was breaking all sorts of records this year, you know, tying and passing Gordy Howe. And, you know, what was the one thing that I heard everyone say about Ovi catching Gretzky is that, you know, you know, barring some major injury, um, he's probably going to catch Gretzky. So that injury that you start to introduce to the equation can be a little bit tough because we don't know how long it is. You know, when we first heard that John Carlson was injured, we knew it was bad. He took a puck off the face, and but we didn't really understand the magnitude of that either. Or take a look at Tom Wilson in the playoffs last year, kind of just tweaked his knee a little bit, and then that was it. You know, so he missed the rest of the playoffs, and he missed a good chunk, let's say half of this season. So 
I really hope that what is ever wrong with Ovechkin is not of that magnitude because he was on uh, a projection to pass Gretzky in the 24-25 season. If he faces any sort of major injury, some major setback, that could really push that out. And that's going to push him back into, you know, how old of a player he's and how many years are left on his contract. Um, so that's the thing. And the kind of the tricky thing about these injuries is when they're a bit um, elusive as to actually what is wrong with him, you don't really know. I mean, is he going to be out for a short period of time or a long period of time? I guess we will probably find out within the next couple of days or so here, but that's what we're hoping for, of course, because again, a record setting season for Ovechkin on this team and, you know, known, you know, league wide, it's not just what he brings to the caps, but just the historic nature of him playing hockey game in and game out, because we know every time that he's in a game and he scores a goal, he is one goal closer to breaking history. And, you know, that's the thing about it is that Gretzky held that record for quite some time. The last time Gretzky played was in 1999. It's what year right now? 2023. So no one until now has taken on Gretzky for that lead. And I don't think anyone will for some time. Some may say it's McDavid or something like that. I guess we don't know, but we need Ovian and not, it's not just about the goal scoring chase. Of course, that's what's important out there, but it's about helping the Caps win another Stanley Cup. And when he was questioned in the preseason about what's important, um, he said that even above and beyond his goal-scoring record, he wants to win another Cup in D.C. And I do believe that that's the case. And I think that it's a bit of a two-pronged answer on his part. What do I mean when I say that is that also kind of takes the spotlight off of him so maybe the press corps will stop constantly hounding him about when are you going to catch this player or that player? Because as he looks on the horizon, it's only Gretzky next. That's it. You know, Gordie Howe and all the players that came before him, he has surpassed all of them. So, you know, it's we want him back for a couple different reasons. Most notably for me is we want him back to help the Caps continue to win games because we know that, you know, he's on this team for three years and change. We don't need him out. And also, I do want Ovi to catch Gretzky, and I do want him to pass Gretzky. And I want him to pass him, not just one goal pass Gretzky. I want him to pass him by such a large margin that is going to be really difficult uh, for the next player that's trying to challenge him. So let's hope that that's the case. Uh, again, I'll have you covered on Locked On Capitals, of course, as soon as I hear uh, the latest about Ovi and when we can expect him back. All right, so after the break here, we're going to talk about a player that is a lightning rod. We hear so much about Anthony Mantha. Everyone on Twitter, everyone on YouTube is chattering in my ears saying they got to trade Mantha, trade Mantha, trade Mantha. Are they going to trade Anthony Mantha? We'll talk about that next. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for several months here, and it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This a special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. 
Now, I personally take it because I have some young children at home. And if you have young children at home, maybe you can relate that you need a little boost of energy. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, or gluten free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting great. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. So, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all in one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about Anthony Mantha and what do we do with Anthony Mantha. It's a bit of an interesting problem that the Capitals have there. Is that where does he fit? Even though there is a myriad of injuries on this team, it seems hard to find a spot for Mantha on this team. Where does he fit in? After sitting out the last two games and over four of the last six overall, Mantha got his chance to draw back in with Ovechkin out. With head coach Peter Laviolette not wanting to break up the combinations, he simply put Mantha in Ovechkin's spot on the top line alongside Dylan Strom in Nicholas Abe Kubel and kept everything else the same. And, and, you know, this for me is just, you know, kind of questionable judgment on Peter Laviolette's part. And I have Peter Laviolette's back nine times out of 10. But to put a player in the lineup on the top line in Ovechkin's spot is kind of misguided. It's some real poor judgment. And I understand that that's a bit of Monday morning quarterbacking or armchair quarterbacking. But even above and beyond that, you don't need hindsight. You are a head coach with the winningest record of all U.S.-born coaches, and you think it's a good plug-and-play to put Anthony Mantha in Alex Ovechkin's spot. Are you crazy? That is not an apples-for-apples comparison. I would have gone ahead and shook the lineups a little bit up instead of putting Anthony Mantha, a guy that, you know, suffices to say, has had a bet of a questionable, uh, you know, games this year. He has not actually stepped up and played up to potential what the Caps think that he should be doing. So I, I just from the get-go there, to put Mantha in on the top lineup in Alex Ovechkin's spot and thinking that is going to have any sort of success is pure lunacy to me. And guess what? It blew up in the Capitals' face. Surprise, surprised. Who's surprised? I'm not surprised. Are you surprised? So I do think that when the Caps take on the Avalanche next, that you are not going to see that. So say for some reason that Al, uh, Alex Ovechkin is not good to go, I don't think that you're going to see Mantha placed on that top line. That's just, I'm going to go ahead and make that uh, statement right now. And I know, how can you make that statement? It's Sunday. They don't play for a while here. Go ahead. I, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and put my stamp on that and say, there's no way that's happening again. And I don't think it's going to be the case. Of course, uh, we want to see uh, Ovi back in the lineup. But say for some reason, he's not good to go. Uh, I think that that's going to be the case. Mantha had some rust to shake off after sitting out the last two games. Again, you go from not playing for two games to get putting on the top line. 
It's 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 a tough one there. He last played on Monday in Long Island, and things weren't great for him to start. He had a bad neutral zone turnover early on that led to a high-danger chance for Vegas, and he also couldn't get much going with his line mates and ended up taking a bad offensive penalty early on with his team fighting to get back into the contest. Ultimately, he finished with a minus two rating with two shots and two hits through 15.06. Um, so, Again, that that's my biggest thing. And going forward here, I know I'm not making a bold statement here. As Caps fans, and I assume it's all Caps fans watching this podcast, why on earth would you think it's a good idea? Anthony Mantha, who sat on the shelf, you know, kind of plugged in, you know, here and there, but, you know, has not played consistently to just take him off the shelf with dust on him. He didn't even take a dust rig on him and clean him off a little bit. He just threw him into the mix on the top line in Ovechkin's spot and thought that was going to be scoring. That was going to be dynamite. Guess what? It, it was dynamite. and It blew up in the Caps' face. That was a disgrace of a game to watch. Um, you know, every time this team makes inroads and, they, and you think that they're making such progress, you know, like they played against the Coyotes or, you know, how they played against the Islanders or, you know, whatever the case may be. Then there's a game like this that kind of just takes you right back down to reality. And, uh, you know, it's oftentimes easy to, you know, put things here or there. You know, if Alex Ovechkin was in there and Anthony Mantha was out, would they have won the game? Still, ultimately, no. The Caps would not have won the game. Would it have been a closer score? Sure. Could Ovi have maybe had, you know, two or three goals? It's a possibility, but ultimately the Caps folded under pressure against a Vegas team that wanted it too much. So to just bring it back to Mantha here, I do think that it puts the Caps in an interesting position going forward as to what to do with him. And even uh, Tarek Elbashir was talking about it. He said that, I don't know if Mantha does not fit Laviolette's system. To me, it's more that the coach is frantically searching for the right buttons to press in order to get him to play to a certain standard more consistently ahead of Sunday's game against the Golden Knights. He was scratched in four of six. Laviolette was clearly frustrated. Mantha is upset as well. So, it's going to be one of those situations, and I understand that Mantha has one year left on his deal, um, and it's been my contention throughout the year, and it still is to this day, that unless they can find a suitable trading partner for Mantha, they are going to ahead and keep Mantha in their back pocket as a depth piece, because if it's not Mantha, it is going to be whatever guy's sitting down in Hershey that's going to get the bump up if someone's injured. And to have someone like Mantha, who has played inconsistently, I guess, um, is an easy thing to say. He is still an NHL-ready player. Would I have put Mantha on the top line in Ovechkin's spot? Absolutely not. There, are, I would have put pretty much any other forward in that position on the top line other than Anthony Mantha. So just... Just a really questionable move here. To be honest, I'm not sure where things go from here, but I know the situation feels untenable, and sitting him out does not increase his trade value. If anything, it has the opposite effect. And I've spoke about that on this podcast at nauseum to all the hordes of different Caps fans that come out of the woodwork and say, you know, I want to trade Anthony Mantha for Bo Horvat, or I want to trade Anthony Mantha for Eric Carlson. In what alternate reality do you live that you think that that is going to be a suitable trade? Anthony Mantha, you know, maybe, maybe when he first came to this team and he had some value, that would have been at least part of the equation. But he has played so inconsistently all this season 
that he he holds little to no trade value. You could add him to a bundle of other players to get another player, but Anthony Mantha in and of himself is not going to do that. What team out there in the NHL is going to look at Mantha and think to themselves, man, that's a guy that sat out a good chunk of games here and he's been inconsistent. I need some of that in my lineup. That's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And that is my belief right now that the Caps do not move Mantha this season. He holds zero value or next to zero value to any other team out there. Uh, Again, a crazy scenario where maybe you bundled him together with a bunch of other players, maybe just to get his contract off the books. Okay, maybe that's a plausible theory there, but I don't think that that is going to be the case. I think at a minimum, they hold on to him until the end of the season. And then maybe see what options there are. They do still owe him. They, you know, he's under contract for one more year. So I just don't see him moving anywhere again, unless they bundle him and just try to get his contract off the books. Um, so it is a bit of an interesting problem, I guess you could say, for the Caps going forward here. Um, as to what to do with Mantha. You know, there are some guys down in Hershey that are screaming, hey, coach, put me in. Your guy Mantha's not playing well. I'm killing it down in Hershey. Put me in. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about McMichael and LaPierre and, you know, a myriad of other players down in Hershey that are killing it uh, that are looking for their opportunity. So it does put the Caps in a bit of an interesting position as to what to do with him. You can't just send him down to Hershey. He's not structured, uh, doesn't have a contract that's structured that way. So, The big things to take away from this show, and in this segment in particular, is I would get used to seeing Anthony Mantha on this team for at least the rest of the season. And why? Again, the big takeaway from this is he holds next to no value. No one is going to want to trade a nickel for a penny. It's just not going to be the case. You know, it's or a penny for a nickel. You understand what I'm saying. They're not going to want to downgrade for for nothing, you know, next to nothing. He I'm not saying that Anthony Mantha holds zero value, but what I'm saying is he holds, you know, a very small value, shall we say. So the interesting dilemma with Mantha is he is a bit of a hot and cold player, right? He could go on a goal scoring tear here. Remember when he, you know, was injured with that shoulder injury and he was out last season for a good chunk of time and then came back and went on a goal scoring tear. There he does have that intrinsically. His pedigree is that he can score. It's just hot and cold. Can the Capitals be okay with the fact that he's hot and cold? You know, that's the part that kind of puts Caps fans into fits is because of his cold nature. And there are other players like that on this team as well. We know who we're talking about, Kuznetsov, etc., that go on these, you know, cold streaks. But Anthony Mantha takes the cake uh, for that inconsistency. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about the netminding situation. And I hear it all the time. Darcy Kemper is horrible and Charlie Lindgren should be in there. Well, guess what? Both of them were in the game and neither one of them were able to save the Caps bacon. What should the Caps have done in net? We'll talk about that next.
NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, then that's never been a better than time than now to sign up. They have so many great features that make them betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger pail with same game parlays. So why do I like FanDuel? Well, the biggest thing is, is even if you're not into betting, you can bet on an upcoming Capitals game like the Capitals take on the Avalanche. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. So all on app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose. At FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, make every moment with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about the netminding position for the Caps. We know the Caps did not get the result that they were looking for in Vegas you know what they say, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And Lord knows, I want all of that to stay in Vegas. There is no nuggets to pull away from that game that are positive as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, part of the struggle out there was the net minding, of course. And I always come to, to say positive things about Camper and Lindgren, as we know. And, you know, what I'm going to say is, did they have the game that they were looking for? No. Does it lie squarely on their shoulders? No, it is suffices to say that there were turnovers. There were puck cough-ups. There were, you know, defensemen folding in front of the net that also factor into that equation. But just to take a look a little bit closer at the net mining position, Darcy Kemper saved 14 of 18, and then Charlie Lindgren came out of the bullpen and saved seven of nine. So, what does that mean for me? If Charlie Lindgren would have never been inserted into that lineup, what would have been said? Darcy Camper sucks. That's what they would have said. Well, guess what? Charlie Lindgren came in there and struggled as well. So if you want a litmus test as to where the cap stood in net, you had both of the netminders, what I would say is the second best netminding tandem in the NHL, and they both struggled. Why did they struggle? Well, like I said, it wasn't just their fault. I'm not saying... I'm not absolving them from any guilt, but what I am saying is that it was also a lot of other things added to that equation that led to the Caps lost in Vegas. I do think that you're going to see some changes um, between now and when the Caps take on the Avalanche, for sure. Uh, the biggest thing, like I talked about earlier, is I do not see Mantha sitting on that top line uh, in Ovechkin's spot. I just do not see that. So Kemper pulled for the second time this season. It wasn't a good night for Kemper. Coming off his league-leading fifth shutout, Kemper found himself left out to dry as Washington turned over the puck time and time again, leading to odd man rushes and grade A chances against Wright's Washington Hockey Now. And that is my takeaway from this as well. Again, it was due in part to the netminders, but not exclusively. The 32-year-old ended up surrendering four goals on 18 shots before being pulled for Charlie Lindgren, who gave up two goals to Paul Cotter and even stopped an even of nine shots, both 
had a .778 safe percentage on the night. Six goals against Mark, the most that Washington has given up this season in one game as the Caps also allowed six back on November 13th against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That was the other game that Kemper was pulled in after he surrendered four goals on nine shots. So that's the big thing on that one. Is it, was it, the netminders' faults? Yes, but not exclusively. Uh, like they talked about in that article, it was sloppy play out there in general. It just seems to me that the Capitals got outworked in every possible way that you can get outworked. Uh, and that was the case uh, in Vegas. So there are some things that the Caps need to clean up before they play the Avalanche. That is for sure. The big things to note and to take a look at is, is Ovi going to come back? And what I'm, you know, waiting, you know, patiently for is what is the status of his injury? How long will he be out? That is going to determine a lot of things for the Capitals. Um, you know, who's going to be in the lineup and ultimately who is going to take on Ovi's spot uh, going forward. But as far as the net mining is concerned, I would not throw too much shade in the Capitals net minding direction because ultimately nine times out of 10, they have saved the Caps butts night in and night out. But the firepower was too much by the Golden Knights on the Caps and they folded and they, you know, just the look on their faces, the look of exasperation was written all over them for Nick Backstrom to want to drop the gloves and fight for someone that if that doesn't prove how frustrated the Caps were, then I don't know what it is. Nick Backstrom is not intrinsically a tough guy. He is not a street fighter. So for him to get in a guy's face and want to fight him, you knew things were getting real. And Tom Wilson had to roll in as the sheriff and say, hey, not so fast. You're not going to mess with Nick Backstrom. And that's what ultimately diffused the situation. That's more of the Tom Wilson effect that I've spoke of in this podcast is just a diffusing force. He didn't have to drop the gloves and, and get into a fight. Um, but, you know, that's the big thing is just to exemplify what I'm talking about here. The frustration boiled over. The netminders were were frustrated and boiled over. Even Charlie Lindgren and Darcy Kemper look exasperated out there. And those are two guys that keep pretty cool under the collar. So you know that if they felt like they were overwhelmed, then maybe things weren't going according to plan. Um, so that's what we're hoping for going forward. My big takeaways and what the Caps need to work on, the biggest things going forward is, first of all, if Ovi's not coming back, who's slotting in? And to clean up the defense, go ahead and take a look at the film and take a look at what went wrong and how are you going to rectify it? That is the big thing going forward. Uh, if they want to have any sort of success, I do think that the Caps have it within them uh, to, to, to fix things. Because let's take a look at it. This is a team that has had resilience and tenacity. They were quite deplorable in the months of October and November and December came back with Wilson and Backstrom out so with Wilson and Backstrom in now, it would only stand to reason that this team should be able to kill it, uh, you know, in the next game against the Avalanche. The Avalanche is going to be a good measuring stick for this team. I always like the Caps to face tough teams because then you can see what they have in the tank. Do they have it? Because, you know, you can go ahead and go and play the Coyotes and wipe the ice with them. But what does that really mean? You know, generally speaking, the Coyotes are not that great. So if the Caps can pick up themselves by the bootstraps after getting slapped in the face by the Golden Knights, that would be big for me. All right, later on this week, I would like to have 
to hear from you. So leave me your comments or questions at minutecastmedia at gmail.com. And I'm just going to throw that out there as well. If you would like to join me on the show on a Zoom call, I would love to talk to you, the Capitals fans out there, of course. I have my opinions and my takes, but I value your opinion. I love hearing from you guys on Twitter and YouTube. Even if we don't agree, I still like to hear what the Caps fans think. So take a look at the screen there. Shoot me an email and say, Dan, I want to talk Caps with you. I would love to talk Caps with you. I look for this to be a reoccurring theme, to have one day... Uh, a week to hear from you, the fans. It might be a segment. It might be the whole show. I guess it really depends on how many people I hear back from, but I would love to hear from you. So take a look at the screen down there, write down an email and shoot it to me. And we can, you can talk caps with me on this show. I'll send you a zoom link and it'll be all so much fun. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of locked on capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan homie, and I'll talk to you again next time.